to him who loved us and washed us from our sins by his blood and made us kings and priests to God the Father. To him be all glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Today's sermon text is one of my favorites. The end of Isaiah chapter 40, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Especially verse 31, they who wait for Yahweh, the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. In Christ's name, yeah, that phrase, eagle's wings, is indeed special to me. That verse is special to me in a number of ways I'm going to share with you. Pastorally, I will tell you, that is the very first confirmation verse I ever assigned before I allowed the confirmants to have some input in it. I just picked them and 13-year-old Susie got that verse. Isaiah 40, 31, I will never forget. Just a year later, two, year, two years later, in the summer of 1986, that was the theme of our national youth gathering in Washington, D.C. on wings like Eagles. Do some of you remember that? Maybe, even maybe some attended. That was my very first national youth gathering. I've been to a number since then. But that one was special, not only because of that verse, but because I carried around in my backpack for an entire week an engagement ring. <laughs> Looking to kneel before one of our youth counselors and proposed marriage at just the right spot, but it didn't happen until two months later. On my birthday, she said yes. But I'll never forget, of course, that time, even for personal reasons. And there are other reasons. If nothing else, when I hear of this verse and, and think of it not only here but elsewhere in the Bible I think of something I, I really enjoy and that's the trilogy Lord of the Rings and the first book The Hobbit they were written by J.R.R. J.R.R.R. whatever Tolkien who was a devout Catholic and although he said he did not intentionally try to imbue those books with, with a Christian message as an allegory or anything like that, he had also said that his Christianity came through his writing and a number of times in those books. Eagles, if you're familiar with them, eagles save the day. In the Hobbit, when they're caught in the trees and when they're fighting a battle. In the trilogy, indeed at the very end, it is 
eagles that show and work salvation. When I saw this section for this Sunday, weeks and weeks ago, I thought, that's got to be my message. A peek behind the curtain, I often pick scriptures that, that resonate with me and, and my spiritual life. Um, sometimes no, so that I'm, I'm challenged, but often yes, uh, hoping to, to apply them to you and our situation. And I think Isaiah 40, 31 surely can. If you look first at, at what eagles show and, and symbolize in the Old Testament. I will tell you that there is a verse in the Old Testament in Micah chapter 1 where, where boldness is the comparison with an eagle and that would only apply to a, a few of you here today. Surely much more seriously and importantly eagles connote the image of speed and strength. A number of times in Habakkuk chapter 1, in a bad way, the threatening Babylonians on the horizon are compared to eagles. It says their horses are swifter than leopards, more fierce than the evening wolves. Their horsemen press proudly on. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle, swift to devour. I've actually seen that when my bride and I on our one of our first vacations were able to go to Alaska. She working for an airline before kids came along. We spent two weeks there and of course I fished most of the time. And I was fishing in the Kenai River, if you're familiar with Alaska casting my fly rod out for either salmon or trout, whatever I could catch. But there was a better fisher on that river. I'm not sure if it was mid-cast. I don't think it was. But suddenly from my right to left came an eagle, swooped down, grabbed, I think it was a trout from the river, and was gone. Whew. Caught my breath. That's the image we need to see here. Power, strength, speed, which only indeed comes from, from God alone. This image of an eagle bringing salvation strong and sure is first seen in Exodus chapter 19 as the children of Israel are gathering at Mount Sinai after God has, has led them through the Red Sea destroyed Pharaoh's army we had this section um, eight nine months ago in worship he says you yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles wings and brought you to myself it's echoed elsewhere Deuteronomy has the same image this is our God like an eagle swooping down to save 
indeed saving in ways that maybe we don't see right away in the eagle image oftentimes it's it's burying here lifting here and in Deuteronomy 32 the original word can also give the meaning forgive there's another word in Hebrew that specifically means to forgive to pardon but this one is used actually more than that word the general word to lift up God forgives as he says he lifts you up from your sin and deserve death and damnation he lifts you up to himself though you and I should be estranged he lifts you up indeed to the heavens to glory forgiving your sin canceling the separation between you and him and he lifts you up therefore I think and spiritual emotional physical even mental ways when you cannot yourself I will share with you something from our ignite worship um, today some of you who attend there know I often share with them some of our worship like the collect the prayer of the day and other things but their confession builds on that theme paragraph I read we are gathered Savior God because we are all weary right if you weren't you wouldn't need to come here we faint using the words of Isaiah 40 it's small things and big things that burden us we must confess it's the tiring routine of daily life with financial worries family responsibilities and chores relationship problems it's the staggering blows of crisis after crisis in our world with health issues from death and most of all it is sin Lord sin only you can solve we are not what you desire and should be separated from you by our damnable guilt but we have all been carried here into your presence by others by our needs and desperation by your spirit heal me and lift me up I pray as only you can do by the forgiving blood of the crucified Christ by the empowering resurrection of the living Lord by the vision of his ascended glory given to me and all of us let me walk again run again as Isaiah says with your strength and he does by the blood of Jesus and his life he promises here in Isaiah chapter 40 that you will mount up this translation says with wings like eagles this was written to the people of Judah in their weariness being besieged by the Babylonians captured and conquered by them years passing weariness growing fatigue in all kinds of ways God promised them he promises you you shall mount up on wings or with wings it says here like eagles 
But I discovered something this week in this most, most familiar verse, at least to me, that I had missed. That phrase, mount up, sounds like uh, we are straddling an eagle, right? And, and, and like the hobbits, flying that eagle elsewhere. That, that, that's not what the word most basically means. It simply means you will ascend on or with eagle's wings. Notice it's paralleled with running and not being weary, walking and not fainting. Indeed, that parallel should show it's something you do. And maybe this is surprising to you, maybe not, but it was to me. The wonder of the message from God's word here to the Israelites and to you is that these are your wings. You shall fly. That image very clearly is in the Bible. Only one time in the New Testament is it mentioned eagle's wings. And that's in the book of Revelation, chapter 12. That's the image of the church as, as, as a woman who is attacked by the dragon with her child, the Messiah, that has been brought forth through Israel and proclaimed by the church. And do you know how she escapes, it says? Revelation 12, verse 14 says, The woman was given the two wings of the great eagle, that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness. That's you, God's people. I found an image of that. We don't know how accurate it is according to what the apostle saw. His holy people, though, are flying over the sin and the guilt of which Satan tries to accuse you over the weariness of day-to-day -day routine, over the, the ugliness of, of this world's pain and death, no matter what it may be, over the challenges of, of, of mission and ministry always before us, we fly. Now it's with God's strength, of course, in fact, the words used here of not being weary, not fainting, are used up above of God. He does not faint or grow weary, and he gives you that strength and that soaring ability as you simply wait on him, rest in him, in his word, with this meal in your baptism. He gives you his amazing power. I know on this Sunday, 
Lots of pastors will try to connect with the biggest event in the world today. And, and, and things will be heard in uh, sermons, if not services. Uh, being super, I've tried to avoid that because so many things connected with this game are so worldly and frankly contrary to God's word. I'll, I'll watch the game as a sports fan, but I, I've, I've moved away from some of those other things, thank God, more and more. But I do share with you, you've, you've got a superpower. You can fly by God's power. In a few minutes at the end of communion, you will hear and, and, and with it you can sing a fairly new hymn in our hymnal by a popular recording artist sing with his voice on, on eagle's wings. And, and that's where I got this sermon title over a week ago. That, that hymn is special to me. One last personal note. My cousin Eric with his guitar sang that hymn at my father's funeral. And so when it plays, I'll think of dad soaring and all of us. But that title is really not right. First of all, this translation says it is with eagle's wings. And if you want the Schinnerer translation here today, I think this is, is precise. It is really that you are winged like eagles. So fly. Amen.